All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr. We are presented by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. we got a great show for everybody. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out here live during Super Bowl week here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern today and tomorrow. That's all we got left in Super Bowl week here. Leading off, you got the show re-airing the next day from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll, we'll be back to next week. And we got a banger for you guys today. Oh, my gosh. Super Bowl <laughs> week is reaching its crescendo right now. <laughs> and let this guest list be a testament to that. We are looking to be joined hopefully soon by Ram star rookie wide receiver Puka Nakua joining us shortly. We got Tony Pollard from the Cowboys, who's now a free agent. Sam Hartman, our former Notre Dame quarterback. Dan Marino, Joe Montana, the hometown kid Max Crosby with the Las Vegas Raiders, and Jordan Fuller all joining wow. us today. It is dead. I mean, as, as a veteran of Radio Row who's done <laughs> yeah. this for quite some time, we're drinking it through a fire hose right now, and I'm kind of fired up about it. These are the two days. Thursday and Friday Ooh. are the two days where, I mean, just it is star haven around here. And these these guests have been nice enough to sit down with us, whether live or we, we tape them because there's so much going on. Uh, it's been very cool. Uh, to have some of them sit down with us. It, uh, it it warms my heart to still 
know we can get these type of guys. Oh, yeah. and it, it, it's a very nice thing to and just to have the conversations with them off air before you get on air. It's a cool thing. And also, by the way, this is Super Bowl week, but we'll talk about it a little bit today. It was also NBA trade deadline that just ended. Oh, by the way. That basically just ended. So there's some moves there that we'll talk about a little later in the show. But yeah, the sports world keeps on churning. It is absolutely a meat grinder this week right now. We are all getting chewed up and spit out by it, but it's why you get into all of this. And we also, by the way, have a football game coming up this weekend. It kind of gets lost in the shuffle, and we'll get to talk with Joe Montana about right. that today. A guy who lived a lot of Super Bowl experiences, had a pretty good amount of success with that on just what it's like to start to dial in at the end of this week, some of the anxiety that builds up for guys that are doing it for the first time since we know we have a lot of those first-time guys. But we also know we got some studs on the way here. Yes, we talked we about having some superstars here today. Oh, and he comes bearing oh, gifts. Oh, we love Puka that. Puka Nakua, the Rams star rookie wide oh. receiver, here on behalf of Pepsi. That's and wild we got the cherry. zero sugar wild, wild cherry. Puka, first off, thank you. Very. I don't know if those are props or gifts, but we're going to probably drink those are them gifts. here. You'll for sure enjoy them. That's my uh, favorite Pepsi drink and, right there. And you, okay. Any guest bringing gifts, let me tell you, is forever welcome <laughs> yeah, on this I show. Love to hear that. Especially <laughs> us, because we're big food and drink people. Exactly. So, <laughs> so first off, How's it going, man? Is this your first your first radio row experience? Getting out here doing yeah, all this? First radio row experience, first Super Bowl experience. Um, it's been it's been a blast. It's been crazy. I, I was born out here in Las Vegas, so it's nice to be back in hometown. Oh, oh that, that has to be really incredible. nice, and especially coming back as a star. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, at, was there a point at all during the season as we were all analyzing games and talking about games and continually mentioning your name over and over to that you were realizing just what you were doing? <laughs> um. No, I think there's still moments. I think of all the way up to right before the bye. I, I, I grew up a Packers fan. We're playing at Lambeau Field, and I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming. I'm looking up at the big screen the whole time and the Lambeau thing. And then I, my first catch is against Jair Alexander. And I, I love watching DBs, and he's one of the ones I used to watch, and especially being a Packers fan. So I'm like, I'm right before the play. Like, is this happening? Like, somebody wake me up. Like, what's going Don't on? Don't drop <laughs> yeah, it. Literally, I, I did end up catching it, but I was like, man, I was so nervous. <laughs> I mean, it was so wow. many guys talk about that welcome to the NFL no moment and trying to, to make it normal, playing amongst all these guys that you've grown up watching, you allowed yourself to kind of enjoy a lot of that excitement, it sounds like. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think uh, uh, even just one of the experiences here, I, I'm trying to fan, I'm not necessarily a fangirl, but I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm yeah. watching all these people I'm walking through and six foot 27 Cam Newton, it's like yelling, my, hey, Puka, come say, I'm like, no way, like, that, <laughs> dude, I'm like, do I even play football? Cam Newton swallowed me, he gave me a hug, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank goodness you're not playing football, because that would have hurt. Oh my God, that is a, a big, strong man, there's no doubt about it. But in, in all honesty, coming in as a rookie and do, or doing what you were doing, when, or at what point, A, were you so comfortable, and B, realizing I, I can make this transition because for every position as a former D lineman and O lineman, the transition to the NFL is different for wide receiver. It is. So at what point were you like, okay, I'm comfortable now. I think it was, it happened pretty early. And it, honestly, I think the confidence and just like the, the trust that they were, they threw me the balls in OTAs. Matthew threw me a little in cut. And I just remember thinking like, I, I caught it such a smooth transition. I made a move on the post safety. It was maybe a five yard route, but it was uh, before I was my, one of my first reps with the ones. And I was like, 
Man, I don't know if that was a crazy route or if I did anything really spectacular, but I'm glad I caught the ball. I, I remember just making a move on the post safety and be like, yeah, that was, like, that was good, right? And I was like, and I, was, I was like, that was good. And then he threw me the ball, his, his catch smooth transition. I was like, okay, I think things are going to go on the uphill. And then every opportunity come, and I just felt like I was in the right moment at all times. At what point did opponents start to say, okay, well, you know what? We can't just single up this rookie here. He's, he's, he's shredding people, so we have to change the game plan for him. Uh, I want to say maybe close to the Indianapolis game, but especially when Coop came back, we played the Eagles back at home, and I think that was like a moment where I remember our first series, Coop came out, we were hitting on all cylinders, and we are moving the ball really well. And then the next series, they came out, and I just remember every time we were breaking the huddle, we do a lot of motions and stuff in our offense, but I'm like seeing Bradbury and Darius Slay sit in the middle of the field, and then Slay's going with Coop, and then Darius, uh, Bradbury's coming to, like following me to my side. I'm like, that's like when you do in Madden, you single like yeah. you make sure they match up by yep. speed yeah. and overall and stuff. And I was like, wait, what are they doing? I was like, he's. I, and then I was like, he's following me. It took me one play because I see them sit in the middle. And then he found the next play, he did the same thing. And I was like, all right, they definitely don't, they know what they want to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to see it, it start to unfold and start to see the picture come together like that. Obviously, you mentioned your guys' offense. We'll talk about Sean McVay, but Matthew Stafford, your quarterback. I thought it was interesting before the season, there was a lot of this conversation about uh, can Matthew connect with younger players? How is he as the older guy in the locker room? What was your experience like coming in, meeting Matthew Stafford, and becoming a part of this offense with him as the leader? Yeah, I, I guess it was uh, a little bit of uh, a little weird just because I was like, I'm trying to, I'm, Matthew Stafford, I've been watching that. I, I was like, I showed the clip of my mom where he I was like, oh, coach, I can still throw. I'm like, I'm like, mom, you know who this guy is? Like, this is the most legendary clip of all time. So it's like, I'm trying to like fangirl, but also gain the, the respect and trust of like, hey, I, I, I understand that I'm a professional now and I can, I want you to be able to trust me and I, I can be where you need me to be. But uh, it, I feel like it was easy. I, I feel like I tried to force myself into the breakfast club. I was showing up when that, I okay. there wasn't an invite for me uh, and then they never uh, told me to stop coming. So I was like, oh, they must like me. So did they not talk to you in that? You just sat in the back and kind of watched while yeah. him and Coop were talking? Yeah, 100%. The first couple of times during training camp, I seen them going back into the office, and I was like, wait, we already watched film. And then they're in there together, and I opened the door, and they're still watching tape. So I was like, I slid in, and then I it was a little while. They're like, wait, Pook, we're, you're in the same rep as us. Why, why have we not been talking? And I was like, oh, I didn't know if you guys actually knew I was in here. <laughs> <laughs> so now, listen, the, the, the secret's out. You, you, are, you did what you did. You set all kind of rookie records. Interesting enough, it, we, we love talking about it because we all went through it. Any kind of incentives at the end of the year, you got yours, right? You needed four catches in 29 yeah. yards. <laughs> Sean got it for you and got you the hell out, which I thought was really cool. But now you're found out. Everybody knows about you. So how do you go into this offseason to now – great individual but it's a team game 100%. of this offseason preparing and for what this team needs to do yeah i think uh, like the role model for me um has obviously been cooper cup been the big brother to me but i think some that i've tried to like he played in 100 percent of the snaps of when he came back every time it was a run play pass play and he's given his best effort every time he's out there so that's something i want to work in the offseason of being able to be out there i love i love being a part of the run game and i'm blocking that's one of my favorite things to do as a wide receiver actually <laughs> but that just to be out there every single play i think it's a give our team the best chance to win and then uh i did i just recently learned i led the league in drops so that's something i can't never never could let that happen well that's again. a bad thing you learned that with the territory of a lot of the volume that you're getting there you mentioned the blocks for sean McVay in this offense that seems like it's non-negotiable uh, him as a leader coming into that offense what did he stress to you early on 
Um, blocking. I can think of like one of our first walkthroughs on like a Wednesday practice where I have our first walkthrough and it, it was like, all right, so we're we're in a cut split right here and when you move two inches, the defense, the linebacker is going to relate to you right here and the safety is going to come down and fit. So you got to understand like when you move, then you cut your split a little bit, this is how the defense is going to react. He's like, and the guards, the, the guards eye progression is going from the mic to over here. And I was like, holy cow. He's like, he went through every single position and he communicated it. It was so clear and I understood every single word he was saying and I was like, I don't even know the offense, but him for the ability to sit down and take the opportunity to explain everything. I was like, okay, now I know I'm going to go. I got to go get this guy because with the defense moving. And then you saw and when I cut my split, the backer moved down and the safety fit. I was like, he's a genius. Wow. Like, <laughs> it's wow. like a magic trick. <laughs> how did, how how did, did he, he do yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So even though for all you did and how great you were, what was the toughest transition from college to the NFL for you? Uh, the play, I, I, the play calls, like yeah. the playbook. I guess uh, some of the, like, uh, as we got, as I got more reps, the concept started to make a little bit more sense. Understanding where I was going to be on the field and stuff like that, but the the play the play call in itself Matthew I remember the first time I got in that one huddle like in a, in a team setting and he he so and on one break whoa 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 time out time out, <laughs> yeah, time out. Like, I didn't hear a word you said and he's like no I tagged you and I'm like I didn't get the tag all right <laughs> I missed everything you said help me <laughs> oh my God Puka Nakua with us we want to get to what you were yes. here on behalf of Pepsi here in just a second but I have to ask because you were the star of a viral video the other day that I saw it was, your, it was your girlfriend that put out when you guys went shopping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she showed how she set you there with your snacks and everything. So I got to know, how often does that happen where you're going out there and do you have a favorite mall food court place that you like to hit up when you're in that position where you got to kill some time? Oh, uh... Auntie Anne is actually because I, I just I, I don't I get a little sugary drink at the little cinnamon bites. Yeah. Okay, so, there we go, my man, my uh, but, man. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that is actually pretty often because I'm not I'm not a big fan of walking around. I was like I get my steps in, I'm gonna get a workout in somewhere. So I'm for sure just like hey, if you got uh, we get me uh, some sweets and a drink, I'll be posted up. Understand that's your girlfriend. I've been married 36 years. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. you'll continue I'm on to the right do path, it. Then. <laughs> yes, you are. It works. All right. Well, uh, speaking of great <laughs> drinks here, tell us about what you got going on here with Pepsi this week. Yeah. So I'm gonna be uh, out in front of the, the horseshoe this week on Saturday from 2.30 to 4. Uh, it's called Sip City Secrets. So uh, everybody can, uh, I know we're in Sin City. I was born out here. I don't want to, I don't want to any too crazy secrets. I know there's a lot of wild yeah. stuff that happens out here <laughs> in Las Vegas, but we want to hear your, your wild secrets and come come bring your confession. It's going to be written on a piece of paper, invisible ink, so nobody else will oh, see it. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's, go, that's good to yeah, know. It'll go in the vault. It'll be put away. You can trust us. So it'll be safe, and then you can relieve your conscience of whatever you put on the secret. Oh, um, man. But when you, when you Come confess your secret. You'll get a code and a, a chance and an opportunity to win some sweet Pepsi gear and then some gear for the Super Bowl as well. And then also, if you want to come hang out with me, I'll be out there. For I a think you'll while. get people who want to come hang out I with think you. Especially, I would say walking yeah. back is the hometown hero yeah. now. That's uh, very getting cool. Getting that chance to puff your chest yeah. out is awesome. It, it's a great deal there. Before we let you go, we got to get a pick on the Super Bowl game. Obviously, very familiar with the 49ers in the yeah. division. You know a lot about this team. So, uh, what do you think they do well and can they win this game? Uh, their their defense is a, a very physical defense. I think the ability to play with four down D linemen all the time is something that sets their their defense uh, apart from most guys. And the, uh, the, I got to shout out all the BYU alumni. I know I think the Chiefs are going to win. I'm big Andy Reid, the BYU alumni. So hopefully he gets it done. But also big Fred Warner. You know uh, sure. he's uh, the guy who holds it down in the middle. I remember when we played them in week two, he hit me and I'm at the bottom of the pound. He's like, Yeah, Pook, this not BYU no more. And I was like. Ah! 
<laughs> and you're telling me, Fred, I can't breathe, and you're right on top of me, dude. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> but it's funny. So uh, I hope the BYU guys do well. <laughs> All right, That's there you go. Awesome. So a Chiefs win, but rooting for the BYU guys yeah. here is the official in for Puka Nakua. Puka, can't thank you enough thank for the you. time, Appreciate man. It, Congratulations man. on all the success. We're rooting for you for more great stuff to come. Thank you so much. Thank That's you. Awesome, you guys. brother. Appreciate we're, it. We're, we're keeping the gifts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please do. That's my favorite one. I, I got, I'll got. i have lots of them today. Oh, yeah. there we Thanks, go. Thanks, Yeah. Right fuel there by Pepsi. We're, it's... You know what, Dad, it's it's so encouraging what you saw there because you hear from so many guys. And I remember, you know, for me, I got into training camp with the New Orleans Saints. I was in the off-season program. And I remember sitting there at breakfast, and Drew Brees comes over and sits down at the table, and I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, I've watched this guy win the Super Bowl. I've watched him my entire young life coming up to that point. So many of those guys are that way. And you do have to kind of reset quick and kind of act like it's not as cool as it is. Right, right, right. It's awesome that Puka was able to have the kind of success that he had as a player, but also really seemed to enjoy and savor. I'm getting to live my dream right now. Boy, he really did. I mean, the way he seemed to appreciate it. And, and then you find out how the breakfast club, he was accepted into it. Uh, veterans realize, because you go through it as a rookie and then on your way up, that veterans are like, okay, you're here, you're in this locker room, yeah. so, you know, you're good enough to be here. So we're going to accept you. Now there's still, you know, steps you got to climb sure. to, re to reach up to that level of hanging out. You know, we had in the different teams I were, you know, you could, especially in Miami, you could hang out with the equipment manager in a special spot in the, in the, in the equipment room. Not everybody could do it. You know, there are oh, things yeah. like that all over your, the place. You got your spots there yeah, where those yeah. are the guys you've known in the building. And right. That's, that's such the difference. You have those relationships in college, but you're there for maybe five years max. Right. In the NFL, you got guys that are around some of these organizations, eight, nine, ten plus years, and have all that time. And certainly for Cooper Cup and for Matthew Stafford, that relationship he talked about there, while it hasn't been quite that long together, they're both veterans. They've both been together through some battles that led and ended in a Super Bowl. And so trying to break in and get that kind of comfort level with a quarterback that's already got a guy he's been so ingrained with, it's just such a testament to how what he said there, every time he had an opportunity with those reps, he's like, all right, that was that was good. We made right, something right. happen on that play because you've got to bank that confidence slowly over time at the beginning to get to a position where these guys are going to trust you day in and day out. I loved him saying when I asked him, when did you realize you were going to get that extra attention because how well you were doing it? He said when Cooper Cup paint came back yeah. and all of a sudden he's expecting one thing where the coverage to be with Cooper and it came to him and he was like, Wow. Okay. Didn't and that's no slight of Cooper sure. Cup. It was more a pat on the back to Puka for how well he had been playing. Really, really impressive. Love it. I mean, so easy to root for, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a, a an incredible story for him in this season. And you know, we've talked about a lot of rookie guys in the last couple of years. Right. Brock Purdy, that story there. There's been a bunch of good stories, Dad. We're now a couple of days away from the game, and we mentioned we're going to talk to. A lot of guys, and Dan Marino and Joe Montana especially, who have experience getting to this big game moment, and what goes on in this week in the lead-up. For you, thinking back, obviously you didn't get to play in a Super Bowl like right, we talked right. about, but as you got close to playoff games, some of the biggest games of your career, and you're getting late in the week like this, what's the thought process? What's going on in these locker rooms And right certainly now? for different players, it, it's a different thought process. You know, I only made it to the division around one time. And that was in 92. We beat New Orleans, and I was in Philly. We beat New Orleans in the wild card, and then we went to Dallas for the division around. We, we, we fully thought we were going to win. But for me and the type of career I had, it was 
don't make that mistake. Sure. Right? Make sure you do your job and take care of your responsibility and make the play if it comes your way and then run your ass off to the ball when you have to is make sure my part of the picket fence is taken care of. You know, we had Reggie White, you know, and Clyde Simmons and Seth Joyner to make those big plays. It was also we had lost Jerome Brown. Yeah. So, you know, there was that heavy heartness, uh, heartedness that, that we were as well. We had the, the locker there with still made up for him in, especially in New uh, I um, forgot that was that yeah, season. Yeah, in New Orleans and oh. then in Dallas. Yeah, very, very, very difficult. But it was that was kind of my thought process while the top players I'm sure have a different thought process but that's kind of where I went I didn't sleep well yeah. you know the night before the game and I made sure I was always one because I was a late draft pick and I know you were the same way I knew my playbook and I knew the game plan two days before the game was yeah. so I wasn't I didn't need to do any extra studying I knew it so I was always secure in where I had to be and what I had to do, then it was the physical part of making sure I was, you know, defeating my block and being where I needed to be. Yeah, that's, I, I think, the, the difficult part. And, and you know, I, I always relate things back to the national title yeah. game that we I mean, played. You, played you, you got to get ready for the biggest game in college football, the national title game. And, and it's so different, though, because back then we had 40 days to get right. ready for this. Now, these teams have two weeks. Right. They have the bye, which for these players and these kind of professionals, that's an eternity. You do put in most of the game plan the week prior, and that's what I always remember is that feeling of I've never been more prepared for a test mentally in my life. It's the only game I didn't throw up before. I always puke before that's games because I was nervous, but I was so – That in, biggest game. I remember being on the sideline and going, if I'm not prepared for now, then I'll never be prepared for anything based on what we had put into this, the practices, the game plan we had drilled over and over. I had never felt more ready for a moment. Obviously, that proved not to be true, and there's little things that happened at the beginning of the game. I mean, I remember undersetting guys when I had slide help coming my way early in that game because you're wound tight those first couple of series. I always needed to get through that first third down. Once I saw what a defense's best pitch was going to be, whatever blitz they were going to bring when we got into a third and passing situation, to kind of settle in and finally play with my feet under me, and so there's that gap between, hey, you can be as mentally prepared as you want. Then you got to go out there and actually play it. And for the guys that are getting ready to play in this game, one of the flashbulb games, right? You go out there yeah. and see the kickoff, and there's nothing like it. Watching that, knowing you're the only show on the, in the world. But to then have to go out there and get in that mode where you can start to treat it like a normal game again, well, getting over that thirst, that first hill. That's it. And no matter if you're, you know, the best player or, or the last one in line, it's like once the game starts, yep. you're now, because you've done it for so long, you're now in your mode of just playing a game. But in those between plays or breaks, there are times you look around and you realize the moment. It is, it is the <laughs> moment indeed. We are just getting started with the moment here at Radio Row today. Coming up next, we got Tony Pollard, free agent running back, kicking off a great day of guests live in Las Vegas here on Gojo and Golic. Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends, the waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help? Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge. You grab the bull by the horns. You find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. 
Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there and you get to that little clubhouse there and they've always got the candy bar options. And I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. All right, awesome to be joined by, uh, now I guess we have to say free agent running back, Tony yeah. Pollard here, longtime Dallas Cowboy here on behalf of Ascent Protein. How's it feel to be the one guy out here selling something healthy in Las Vegas? I feel like <laughs> you're the only one. Yeah, I might be the only one out here with, with some healthy. But, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's okay. We're, we're, we're going to get to talk about that and the healthy part of it because I'm looking at it and I want some of it right now <laughs> as well. So first, let's look back, you know, at the season, you know, with the Cowboys and with Jerry Jones. It's like every team wants a Super Bowl every year, but Jerry is mm -hmm. always very kind of loud about it. What was the the atmosphere like when, unfortunately, that didn't come to, to pass at the end of the playoffs? Um, I mean, it was tough. Anytime you take one of those losses like that, you know, in the, in the playoff game, you know, it's tough, um, especially for us to go out there and perform the way that we did when we know we were better than what we put out. Uh that was a hard one. Yeah. You know, I, I really hadn't watched football since. You know, I, I probably watched the Super Bowl, but I hadn't been locked into it since that game. Is that your normal process at the end of the season? Do you take some time, or was it because it hurt so bad the way it went down for you guys? Um, I normally take some time, but that one was a little different. So Sure. For you in general this year, a lot different. You were the lead back. You were the bell cow this year. There was no more Zeke Elliott, a guy that you'd known a ton in that backfield. So how much did that change your approach and the way you had to go about things this season? Um, just being smart with my body, um, taking care of my body, doing a lot of, you know, pre-treatment, you know, before anything that goes wrong, getting um, more massages, just doing more body work, trying to stay on top of things. How will you now, how will you go about the process being a free agent now in when, you know, hopefully a lot of teams are looking at you of preparation, any different of what the off season's like for you as opposed to the last off seasons? Uh, I mean, it's pretty much the same for me. Um, you know, go to the gym, work out with my trainer, um, get some on the field work, then probably get some Pilates work and, you know, repeat. Pilates is a big thing. Pilates Seriously. guy? I did it coming out. I'm, I'm going to start back this off Okay, season, I like that. I, just, I, just, I moved to Los Angeles this last year, and it feels like you got to do yoga or Pilates. Uh -huh. And so I wound up on the Pilates train here. Nice to meet yeah. a fellow. Uh, There's not a lot of guys that show up in my Pilates classes, so nah. this is encouraging. How about a 61-year-old former athlete trying Pilates? Is, would it work for me? I feel like my body wouldn't move very well in there. You will get better over time. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> ugly at first. Huh? <laughs> loosen up. I heard a rumor that Zach Martin had also gotten into Pilates. Can you confirm? Zach was a teammate of mine at Notre Dame. Have you seen um, him get on the reformer at all? I haven't been to Pilates with Zach Martin, so I can't confirm that. But I, I do believe him. So All Could right. you imagine the puddle credit. of sweat he would leave oh, on God. a reformer? I was going to say, so I had Zach as a younger guy on the team at Notre Dame. Zach, one of the vets for you guys in Dallas. What's his presence like on that team now? What's Zach like as an old head? Man, Zach, Zach is OG. Um, you know, he finally giving them vet days. I don't know why it took so long. 
Um, <laughs> man, he's a dog. He's a competitor. Uh, the way that he attacks the regular day, like, you can tell why he is the way he is. Like, when you watch him do walkthroughs and when you watch him go out there and practice and even if it's a jog through tempo, like, his hand placement and everything is just like gang reps. I feel like we can ask this because Mike was a teammate of, of his. We're friends with his family and such. Do you think if you had to answer yes or no, he still has the first dollar he ever earned? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't seem like a guy that spends a lot of that money around there. He's been wearing the same outfits I've seen him since he got drafted. Yes, he definitely. I would say that. I would definitely say he had the same dollar. So, for, from the free agency standpoint, not so much you, but your position it went through a lot over the last mm -hmm. year. Your position. What What is going to make your position be looked at differently for not just you, but for all running backs going forward as free agents? Um, that's a tough question. Yeah. I don't even. Well, it, it, let's put it this way. How, how do you feel from last year to this year? Obviously, you played in the franchise tag this last year. So much of the conversation last offseason, whether it was you or Saquon or Josh Jacobs out here in Las Vegas, was about, hey, there wasn't big money out there for the position. Do you feel more hopeful going into this offseason? Is this something that you and other running backs talked about during the year? How, um, how did you feel about it overall? We kind of got together and talked about it during the year, but it's kind of hard to tell right now. Um, you know, free agency really hasn't just – started right. you know the season's still going on so i would say after the season's over and, and free agency gets going then we'll have a feel for it a better feel so let, let's let's look at at this game and, and specifically san francisco a team you know you're familiar with a team that in the playoffs has struggled against the run talk to me a, about their defense and what we can expect to see in the super bowl um i mean they're a physical defense um they fly around the field they got linebackers that can make every play on the field sideline to sideline um, they got a lot of playmakers on defense, guys that can get the ball out, guys that can lock down a, a side of the field. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a good one. A lot of people think of backs on backers, whether it's in pass protection, you getting out in the routes, which I know is a, certainly a skill set of yours. When you look at Fred Warner and this linebacker group, what makes him so special in particular as a player? I would say his, his IQ for the game and his um, athleticism, you know, just – when you put those two together, you know, him having the knowledge for the game and then him him having the skill set, you know, being physical, being having the right size, having a uh, good speed. So, uh, yeah, it, it's hard to hard to stop. So, listen, I know running backs love to have runs for touchdowns or catches, but say a long run for a touchdown, you know you love that. How does it compare on a blitzing backer that you stone, where, where you get a block and you know you got that block? Is that better than, than, than a touchdown run at times? I ain't gonna lie, that's, that's a close second. <laughs> okay. That's okay. a close second. Yeah. <laughs> All right, speaking of ranking things, we got two pretty good running backs in this game, Christian McCaffrey for the Niners uh, and Isaiah Pacheco running for the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you watch a lot of these guys during the season? Do you notice other running backs? And if so, what do you like about these two guys? Um, I mean, they're two, two great backs, two completely different backs, two completely different styles. Um, McCaffrey, you know, he's a guy that can, can do it all on the field. Um, you know, he can run inside the tackles he can run outside the tackles he can run he can catch the ball out of the backfield he can run routes he can make guys miss open field uh, make plays on his own um uh pacheco the same way you know he's a very physical runner um you know he runs the ball like he's mad yeah so. <laughs> do, you, do you think he runs the ball like he bites people wasn't it your teammate that had that tweet that said he runs the ball like he bites people i ain't see the tweet <laughs> <laughs> 
But he definitely runs the ball mad, though. Yeah, there's no doubt. So you've been in the league since since 19, so before that college and even before that. Was there a running back as you watched the NFL that you kind of looked at and said, you know, either I want to be in the NFL or this is the kind of guy that I, I like to be? Yeah, uh, growing up, you know, I loved Reggie Bush. You know, I loved his game, watching him come up, you know, at USC, then get into the league. So, yeah, that was one of the guys I kind of modeled myself right. after. For my money, the greatest college football yeah. player I ever saw with my own two eyes. I'm totally with you on that. Uh, before we get to what you're doing here with Ascent and, and how you're fueling your body this offseason, I, I do want to ask, you know, it, again, we talked about your free agency, but Mike McCarthy's a guy that you've played for for a while now. Saw a lot of players come out in support of Mike when his job was something people were questioning publicly. Why has he endeared himself so much to that locker room? Why did so many guys feel like they wanted to go to bat for him? Um, I would say he's a, he's a player's coach. Um, you know, he has a good bond with all the players on the team. Um, he walks around. He communicates with us on a daily basis, just, you know, just little random conversations. Uh, he, he looks out for us. He takes care of our bodies. He doesn't, you know, he's not trying to just overwork us and just dog us out and then have us tired for the game. So just, just him being smart in little ways like that, you know, it goes a long way. So you said now that you, when, when the running back job was just yours and you weren't splitting time, take care of your body a little more. So it seems like you have a product here that's going to help you do that. So tell us about it. Definitely, yeah. I teamed up with Ascent um, spring of 2023. Um, they have a lot of different products. You know, they got post-workout products. They got pre-workout products. They have plant-based post-workout products. Um, a lot of different flavors to choose from. Um, and you just mix it with water or milk. Either one is up to you. My favorite two flavors of the post would be chocolate or the vanilla bean. And the pre-workout, I would say it's the strawberry lemonade. That's my Ooh, favorite. Ooh, okay. strawberry All right, lemonade. All right. Mm -hmm. See, I'm a chocolate guy. What you brought here, that, that would be me. But strawberry lemonade. Yeah, especially with the pre-workout there. You need something, you yeah. need something wow. nice and fruity okay. going into the mm -hmm. workout yeah. there. You get the sweet taste after the workout there. What's going to happen is we're going to go through this offseason – we're, we're going to get you out to Los Angeles. You and I are going to go do a Pilates class, oh, and then we're going to post-workout with this. Sound like a plan? We can do that. I will meet you guys somewhere after the Pilates class because I'm not doing the Pilates <laughs> class, so say, I'll do that. You're not built like us no. athletes here. So for the game, what, what we're asking everybody here, who do you think is going to win, and, and what do you think the score will be? Uh, Who do I think? I'm going to go. It's hard to go against Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to say – 24-17. 24-17, KC? Yeah. Okay. Right, there right, we there go. There it is. Tony Pollard, we appreciate the time, man. Best of luck this offseason. We're excited to see where you land and uh, ready to watch your ball again next year. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans will feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. 
In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Fun one for us. This feels like a home game. Yeah. Now we have to say, unfortunately, former Notre Dame and yeah. Wake Forest quarterback Sam Hartman joining us here on behalf of DirecTV for Business and the Ronald McDonald House Charity. Sam, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, no, it's really cool to be here. Obviously, it does feel like a home game. Some some familiar faces. Obviously, the uh, Domers, as I've, yeah. I've learned, and I, I can you know I'm, I'm learning still oh, the yeah. uh, the Irish lingo, but. Yeah, like you said, it's a very cool thing because being at Notre Dame, I got to work with an incredible charity. Um, and now with the help of DirecTV for Business, I get to come out here and um, really just represent a, an unbelievable cause. I think the cool thing with, like you guys know in South Bend, is the community as a whole is so tight-knit. And um, the Ronald McDonald House and, and Ronald McDonald House everywhere does such a great job for the community, for families in need. Um, and, and here to this week, um, DirecTV's partnered with them, and they're going to kind of host some families, do some great things. And then um, personally, I get to go back during Pro Day and, and kind of visit the same house and, and donate and, and help and cook. And um, really the cool thing throughout the, the entire season is we went every every home game. We'd go on a Friday and go visit. And um, it, it's selfishly, it's unbelievable because it reminds you of how, how truly blessed we all are to be doing these things and, and healthy and, and not what some of those kids and some of those families have to go through. And so always just an unbelievable experience to, to be able to do something like this, but also represent such a great cause. It's a reality check, isn't yes, it? Absolutely. I mean, and they, they have Ronald McDonald House right there in, in downtown South Bend. I know Marcus Freeman, the coach, is very involved in that. But but it is kind of a whole, uh, cold, hard reality check of, okay, you know, this this is why I'm here for, for these kids. And, and, and it, can, it can make you think. Yeah, it's incredible. So, again, uh, great work by DirecTV for business in conjunction with the Ronald McDonald House Charities, everything going on there. And, Sam, you hinted at it. This is, you know, part of your experience, the impact you were able to make in such a short time in South Bend. Now that you're looking back on it in the rearview mirror, what did you take away from that experience, the good, the bad, and everything in between? I mean, I, it's hard to say anything was bad, right? People look at the losses. People look at the bad plays and say, that was bad. Well, yeah, no crap. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think... I think the coolest thing was just the embrace that I felt and you know I felt like I'd been playing there for six years but it was only one and, and I felt like there was um, kind of a, a I don't ever want to disrespect the teams before me and the great players and, and the guys that are playing in the Super Bowl here but it felt like there was a little bit of a, a jump to, to Notre sure. Dame and, and um, to be synonymous with that in, in a sense and, and have that as a backing and when I went to the Senior Bowl just having the Notre Dame stuff on was just such a different feel everyone oh Notre Dame yeah, okay and I'm like yeah you know it's pretty pretty dope <laughs> trust me Notre Dame quarterback too don't forget the QB tag yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> I, might, I might be riding that coat, coat for a while so now you start the journey you know we, we saw Michael Penix Jr. here was at the senior bowl with you he started his journey to Indiana ends up at Washington you at Wake Forest end up at Notre Dame and now you're in a journey that you probably have been looking at as a kid all your life of I playing big time college ball but then the NFL is kind of the thing so Talk about the beginning of that journey and how that's going. Oh, it's it's like you said. I think everybody and the cool thing, like with with Penix and and McCarthy and Daniels, we're all training together. So it, nice. we're all pursuing this dream together. They're all out here, and 
Uh, we actually are training after this, so I got to start doing some calisthenics. Before. <laughs> there we go. Um, and so, don't worry, Dad. I'm training. I know, yeah. I'm <laughs> I know. I know. There's a lot of connotations. Me being here. What? Why is he there? He should be. I'm, I'm, right. Trust me. Right. As soon as this is over, I'm headed to the football field. We're working. And um, I, I think it's it's a dream. It's it's also you got to remind yourself it's what you've been wanting to do since you were five, four, whatever. Um, and, and you can get caught up in it for sure. I think there's a lot of lights. There's a lot of expectations, a lot of predictions, a lot of people telling you you can or you can. And um, I, I just I think the biggest thing I like to do is just run my own race. And I think it started. Um, I learned that lesson as a young college student back in whenever I played, you know, back in the olden days. Um, I think you were still playing. <laughs> I was nah. say, Sam, and, Sam and I crossed the path yeah. for a little bit in college. And for sure. uh, that was the crazy one. I saw Drew Tranquil earlier, and I'm like, golly, uh, he tackled me when yeah. I was like, Because <laughs> the, the guys on the Notre Dame team would be like, oh, like, yeah, he was a legend. I'm like, a legend, man. I played against yeah, him. Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, come He's on. up with that. Yeah, and uh, he's a really good player. Hits very hard. I think he was one of the first people to ever apologize for hitting me after the end of the game. I was just like, that's, oh, wow. right, man. <laughs> that's how bad did, it was. Did that bother you more oh, than someone who would get up yeah. and talk Way back more. Down? I was like, no, no. Yeah, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> Started talking back now. Um, so, no, it it was um, it's it's really cool, and then I think the big thing is, like I said, is just running my own race and not walking in there and saying, "Hey, I'm the I'm the the quarterback in this." I'm, I don't walk around here. I don't stand at some crazy stature. I don't play with some crazy arm strength. I, I play the game and I do what the coach tells me. And when I need to make a play, I make a play. And um, I think there's a lot to that, and there's a lot to the experience, and then there's also a lot to the resilience of coming back from the different things I've been through. And um, I'm, I'm just excited. It, it's unreal. There, there was a seventh-round pick a couple of years ago that's doing pretty good right now. I was now. just going to say, yeah. when, you, when you see what's going on with Brock Purdy, is yeah. that part of you that looks at it and goes, with him, Aiden O'Connell, guys that played a lot of college football, veterans coming in, does part of you look at that and go, all right, there is an opportunity for me to make something happen here? Oh, for sure. And I, I think that that's the cool. I mean, you even look at Mahomes, who was, yeah, he was dra like drafted higher, but if you redraft his draft class, where is he going? And right. The, the very first pick. And so I think the quarterback position is, is unique, and I think that – um, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of just different situations that you can find yourself in, and, and maximizing those situations. And I always love, like, I hate for him, but I love, and I'm sure he uses that fuel. I don't know him that well, but Purdy, like, people calling him a game manager, people saying he's not. I'm like, okay, you go game manage them. You yeah. go game manage into yeah, a super. Yeah. Player. All right, but yeah, all right, guy. <laughs> Please. Like I hear you, and so that that's the process too of that noise that you get, and it's obviously. The thing about going to Notre Dame from Wake was the the amount of attention and the amount of media sure. and the and the scrutiny and the criticisms and also the praise and everything you got was a lot more and so it prepared you for this level and and like talking to other NFL guys and talking to guys around this whole process has been really cool because I'm like every time I see a quarterback or somebody who's who's kind of around my hey what would you do differently if you could do it again and there's there's so many great nuggets that you get from all these guys because they've been through it and they know what I'm going through and. Um, so that that's a huge part, part of being out here, too, is like you're around, you know, the elite of the elite. You made such an impact in such a short amount of time in South Bend. You're now getting ready to carry that on to the NFL. I, I do, before we turn the page on that, I feel like I need to ask you and address the, the elephant in the room. Did you ever expect going to Notre Dame with everything that came with it, the fan base to be as overwhelmingly thirsty as they wound up being? Um, I think for Coach Free, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say that, He's, uh, yeah, I would say for Coach Free, 100%. Walking behind him in the, in the, on the player walk, um, yeah, he, 
it, it was pretty wild. I felt bad for some dudes that were standing there with their wives because, man, oh, man, they were, they were not holding back. And oh. I'm like, golly, man, it must be nice I'm walking through there. I'm like, I'm like, if I'm Joanna, I'm like, what in the world? I'm walking with them if I'm her. Exactly. You know? so. Listen, the cheers that when your name got mentioned oh. or Marcus's got mentioned were ridiculous. I just did an interview before, and, I, and we were talking about it. I said, name me a better-looking quarterback coach in the history of college football. I said, I'll wait. So, I mean, Mike can't really can't – really you know get in this conversation but oh, you and I can about being as good looking as oh, we are 100%. and how we have to how does you, how does your mom deal with all all the uh, the, the people you well, know I, I thirsting think she, after she you. takes credit for it and I think she did, definitely should and I think the big thing I get asked is now the hair right the hair is yep. obviously the talking point of every interview I've done and every conversation that I have um, which is what it is I, yeah. I'm not going to complain Sorry. Hey, we uh, didn't ask about it. Yeah, we, we actually, did you not. Guys did it, right. Which I we thought might, that's where yeah, it was yeah, going. No, no, no. I was just going to get up and walk out. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, I appreciate no, the apologies. No, no. It's, it's all good. And um, so I, I think it's a lot of – she she uh, she's getting used to it. I think everybody's getting used to it in, in my family and um, just kind of the difference. Like it, it's the Notre Dame kind of wave and ripple that, that caused, you know, a little bit of a – um, larger than life deal and so I it's it's all very cool and you know you take it in and you realize might be annoying now but when I was a freshman in college that's all I want you wanted the attention you yep. wanted to be the guy the quarterback whatever and you know you'd like it to be a little bit more about throwing the ball well than sure. you there but hey we'll, we'll take it how we can get it <laughs> you mentioned all that out of attention before we let you go I don't know if you've talked to him at all any advice you'd give Riley Leonard who's getting ready to take over what you just were a part of um yeah I've, I've been able to talk to him a little bit and I would just say enjoy it I, I think the only thing I look back and regret is um you know you just get caught up in it and you want to chase that next win and you want to chase that next thing and you want to chase all these different things is like soak it in because it was like boom like the first time that I met you guys and we kind of we're like, hey, you ready for this? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I just look back at some of the games and some of the moments and just saying, like, man, just put your two feet in the ground and go. It's still the same place. It's still the same football. It's just a few more thousand people in, in a different colored helmet and, um, you know, a lot of really cool moments ahead. Oh, awesome. time, time to chase the next dream. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, it's going to be great to watch. Congrats on everything, yeah. Sam. We're rooting for you, brother. Yeah, we Hope are, it all goes well. Appreciate Thanks, you man. guys. Go Irish. One last There time. you go. go. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. We are presented by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's Day. And if we're going to talk about GOAT quarterback debates involving Patrick Mahomes, we might as well bring on one of the GOATs to do it. We got a chance to talk to Dan Marino. Here he is. Awesome to be joined by the Hall of Famer, Dan Marino, my father's Thanks. former teammate here yes. on behalf of M&M's. How you doing, Dan? I'm doing great. Just uh, hanging out. Been here for, well, since last night. So it's been a long morning, but it's good. It, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, as we know, these are these are long days. Mike was going to, I'm, I'm going to cut his knees out here. Oh, wow. He was going to ask right away. He was going to ask you if you remember me as a teammate, weren't you? <laughs> weren't you going to do that? Yeah, I mean, listen, that. you know, Dan Marino's a big deal. Know, He's got so many guys that have come and gone in his atmosphere we, during I his remember, career. I remember, I remember remember him very very distinctly yes we, <laughs> we had some good teams actually we played together we had yeah, some, yeah 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 we did so so this week you know you went through this obviously you know mm -hmm. the, the story of you and in, in the Super Bowl and, and kind of I know it was a while ago compared to now but just how different this week is and what these players are going through so I, I think it's just uh, understanding that 
it's a big game, big football game, but you have to kind of make it in your mind that, hey, this is just a game I got to play and we're going to win a championship. And instead of putting a lot of pressure on yourself, which there's going to be pressure anyway, regardless, right? I mean, you're going to feel it internally no matter what happens because you know it's the Super Bowl. But what the, I mean, as far as players are concerned, I mean, I, I think they're all different and they all act in a different way as far as how they want to handle big game situations. Well, certainly one side of this in Patrick Mahomes, very familiar mm -hmm. with these big game situations. And a guy, physically, the gifts he has, you know, your name gets brought up a lot as he's starting to climb so many of these record books and the all-time greats. When you watch him, do you see some of yourself in Patrick Mahomes? Well, I mean, he uh, what he does is amazing. I mean, it really is. And truthfully, it's fun to watch because of how he plays the game and the fact that, you know, he, he moves in, in and out of the pocket very easily and keeps his eyes downfield and can make throws like anybody ever has made throws. And that's what makes him so dangerous because when him and Kelsey get on the same page and they're running around and uh, it's just that's just very hard to defend. But he uh, no, he's a very special player and, and uh, he he's hard to bet against because yeah. that and how and just how competitive he is. You know, you could tell how competitive he is. Do you think, and a lot of people have brought this up, we had this conversation this week, that he's already a guy that can be talked about amongst some of the all-time greats in the sport? Yeah, no doubt. He's got two Super Bowls and he lost one, and he's made have a chance to win another one in four years? Is that five years? Four years, four yeah. Years, yeah. Four years, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty strong. You know, so, I mean, I'd have no problem saying that. And then the other side of that, Brock Purdy comes, you know, Patrick's a first-round pick, so sure. the expectations, like you, your expectations, yeah. Brock comes in as seventh-round Mr. Irrelevant and then gets labeled with the game manager, which is like the F word in football, <laughs> you know, but but he, he seems, it's amazing how quickly, and maybe there's a difference of what the talent was to not be a first-rounder and go to a, a, technically a bad team like you do and get drafted later and go to a better team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's sometimes when you view players like that, you're, you know, Brock Purdy, he's small, maybe his arms aren't strong enough, but, you know, the kid plays with a chip on his shoulder knowing that he was the last, you know, and he had a great college career. I mean, he, he was yeah. just, yeah, had a great college career. So him going into San Francisco probably was a, uh, is, was a great opportunity for him because, they had a lot of talent, and he had to work his way up. And to me, that's what makes him what he is today because he had to be through a lot of adversity, tough kid mentally, and uh, I'd love to see him win personally, you know, just because of the story. And he wears 13. There you go. There you go. Never, never hurts. Yeah, yeah, it never yeah. hurts. Never yeah. hurts either. <laughs> With both of these guys, there's certainly talk about both quarterbacks, but also the offense they play. And Andy Reid on one side and what he's done mm -hmm. as a coach for so long, Kyle Shanahan. As you look around at the league now and what it's become, so many guys from both of these coaching trees here, is there an offense you look at now in the NFL and go, man, I'd really have liked the chance to play for this guy or this coach or this play caller? Yeah. I mean, Andy Reid is a good name because his success and he's, you know, he, he's been around, uh, you know, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. He's been uh, through all that with all those different coaches. And, and the league is, so, I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff. You see all the jet motions and everybody's going different ways, but it's in, in a lot of ways, it's the same. You know, it's really the, the same of blocking and tackling and what the philosophies are of your coordinator and your players, making sure your players work inside your system. And uh, if not, then make sure your players are successful with another system or somehow make something up, right? That's all part of that coaching stuff, you know? And I and you asked me about these offenses. I, I, I always preferred not as much motion, not as much just a lineup. More like if you watch how Peyton Manning used to run. Sure. You know, 
two by two and a back and deciding what the coverage is. And what is it about that appeals to you more then? Uh, because I could see who where the blitz is coming from a lot easier, and then the personnel that's out there, and just you see the one-on-one matchups. Um, to me, sometimes turning your back with play action is critical if you're running play action a lot, and a lot of these teams do, and so does you know Kansas City and San Francisco. It seems like the league now is built with all the motion and everything more on confusion yeah. than we I, I talk about it a lot. It, it, no matter what, it's a game of one-on-ones, but with the way defenses will play six up but only four will come, but right. who, what four are coming. So it seems like more confusion uh, art. Sure, sure, there's no doubt. And then... <laughs> Also, just the flow of the offensive linemen now, how they run all those the outside zone, outside zone plays and how they're coming off the ball, that's all different, and how they block play action. Like, they're very aggressive when they block play action nowadays uh, where they actually almost get past the line of scrimmage. Yes. And they get a lot of draw, and that's yep. why it's work. I mean, that's why it's working now. It's worked incredibly well. Dan, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about your former team in the Miami Dolphins and sure. what they've started to build now. When you look at that core of Mike McDaniel to a tongue of Iloa, do you feel like that can be the group that gets them over the hump now? Yeah, I mean, I've, I felt like the last couple of years that, uh, especially this past year, that we're, uh, we were a team, the Dolphins, that they could beat anybody really uh, on any weekend if, if you know, if you're healthy and you're playing right. And I felt good about that all year. And I think we grew as a team. Um, and Mike McDaniel's offense and Tua in that offense will continue to grow too because, you know, that's the first year, second year. You know, now that we have, you know, we have Tyreek Hill and Waddle and everybody, and it they should get better. You know, it should get better for sure. I uh, we're going to get to the M and M's the commercial. It looks hilarious. <laughs> but b- before that, can players like you got to the Super Bowl early and thought, okay, I got time. I'm going to be back. I talked earlier in the week to Trent Williams, 14 sure. years in the league, walk-in Hall of Famer, his first Super Bowl. Can players, while you're playing, appreciate going to the Super Bowl? And, and having the mind, I may never get back, or is it like, I think I'm always going to get back? Yeah, I think it, it's, it, you're always going to get back until you're like 28 years old. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, oh, sink, man, yeah. you know, we got to make this happen soon. <laughs> it's it's got to work for us. So, yeah, it does. I think that's just being honest. I'm sure everybody thinks about it that way, right? So when I was 23 playing in the Super Bowl, I thought for sure I'd be back two or three times at least, you know. It never happened. So it was just one of those deals. I mean, our year together in 93, we were 9-2. and two, and he goes and gets hurt in the pocket in Cleveland. Yeah. We lose our last that five games. That was one of our best teams. Yes. I mean, it really best was. Best record in the league. We lose the last five games. He's out, and we didn't even make the playoffs, and that was the end of my career. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a tough year. <laughs> that was, that was that a was tough, tough year, yeah. Well, you mentioned getting yeah. back to the Super Bowl. Dan, <clears throat> you're back here now, and Dad's referenced the commercial a couple oh of times. So, so talk yeah. to us about what people It's M&M's Ring of Comfort. M&M's it's, Peanut Butter. Them nice peanut oh. butter, ring of comfort, and they're making a ring for all those almost champions. Yeah. And I'm one of those almost champions. And Bruce Smith is one. Yeah. And T.O. and there's a lot of other ones. And uh, so it's that comfort ring, and you can actually see it in Las Vegas here somewhere. Okay. Uh, they have it at the M&M store. You can go by and check it out. Take a picture with the ring it of comfort. It looks hilarious. It's real diamonds. It's real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right, yeah, perfect. Yeah. And uh, well, we don't want to eat the one ring that I they're making. I was going to say. 
we could eat all the other M&Ms. I'm going to ask you a lineman uh, question for once in a while. But right? the cool thing is, Bruce, I already said, Bruce is in it, T.O., and Scarlett Johansson. So, Joe wow. Johansson, when I said it wrong. Okay, yeah. there we but, go. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, it looked like it was a lot of fun to do. Awesome. It's going to be a lot yeah. of fun. Everyone's yeah. looking forward to that. Uh, Dan, before we let you go, last thing here. you got to pick for the game here. Who do you think takes this done? Uh, gets this done? I want San Francisco to win because of the quarterback. Sure. But I think Kansas City's going to win. As right. you said, always yeah. tough to bet against Mahomes, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he makes it happen when it counts. Yeah. Absolutely, as, as you did for a very long time, Dan, yeah. and yeah. still do now. Well, really appreciate you. the time, Dan. Great catching up with you. Appreciate it, Dan. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.